Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is TSP, and my name is Tarif Nakvi. I am the director at World Speech Academy, and also an executive search consultant at Pepler Lee Group. Now today, we're going to go right back to the beginning. In the beginning, there was nothing, and then bang, everything came about. Well, this is the beginning of how I started my public speaking career, how I started acting, and all the really good things about myself. Okay, all right, that, that, that sounded a bit cocky, but hey, there's nothing wrong with being a bit cocky. So where did I start off? Well, let's go back to 1995. I was born and raised in the good old of Crawley town in West Sussex. And, and you know, as I was growing up, going to school and stuff, there was this thing inside of me that I wanted to really showcase to people. As a child, I used to pretend to, to be different people and act. Well, let's start back from 1995. My first passion was films, any sort of film. Mainly it was Bollywood films or whatever that, you know, it, it could be that, that me and my uncle would watch together. I'd go over for the weekend, you know, just watch a, a random bunch of films and stuff. Some of the films that I, that I watched maybe when I was mm, not allowed to really watch them, like Jeepers Creepers, which was a which was rated 12A or 12, and I was probably around six or seven years old. So watching Jeepers Creepers gave me some weird ideas on, on how to actually, you know, maybe mimic these people. Okay, not in real life actually mimic what they do, but just mimic their characteristic. Uh, that'll freak out my family and my mum especially because she would think, well, what the hell are you doing there? Why, why, are, you trying, why are you trying to fly away? What, what, are you, what are you talking about? And I would do these crazy sort of, sort of things where I would go into the back garden and if you watch that show the looney tunes which everyone i'm sure has watched there was two certain characters you've got daffy duck and bugs bunny and i used to pretend to be Daffy Duck and be in the garden and pretend that I was a stockbroker and I would be in the back garden pretending to hold one of those old phones which you would have the handle on one side and the stick looking thing with, with a dial on top or on the other side and, and I would pretend and I, and I would say oh yeah we're gonna sell some stock yeah no no buy it buy it sell it sell it sell it no don't do it now <laughs> okay that's probably freaked you out a little bit but bear with me which you have done so far if you're still listening and you haven't you know you haven't turned it off when i was doing that i realized actually i want to do some acting and whilst i also wanted to do some acting i also enjoyed doing martial arts with my friend ollie since i've known since preschool and i still know very well to this day and we still well try and meet up with each other here and then and you know when you try and meet up with a friend that you know for a long time it's when you meet up again there's no need to go through so much detail it's like you haven't been you haven't seen each other for a week but martial arts wasn't really my thing and I realized when I started doing drama studies at school that actually acting was taking more of a precedent over what I wanted to do so when I started acting and going through and doing these different plays and playing these different characters and whatnot really getting into these really interesting stories I realized that I could do some speeches to people maybe as these characters or maybe 
maybe I could write a speech or maybe I could write a speech for myself that I would deliver as me. I would pick a topic, whatever it may be, and just showcase that to people. Now I realized that that was at the time, well, I actually didn't realize, I actually thought it was quite easy to just stand up and deliver a speech to people, right? I, I'd been so used to, to acting and pretending to be other characters that I thought, yeah, this is fine. I can just take the acting side and do my own speech. But there was nothing pre-written that I could use. I had to come up with ideas for myself on the spot. And so, oh, okay, well, I can write something up for myself and showcase it to people. So the first example and first <laughs> experience that I had of public speaking is when I was standing in front of uh, my religious community and there was a ceremony going on, well, commemoration, not ceremony, for 10 days, right? Um, and every evening throughout those 10 days, there would be a person who would come in, you know, do a speech about religion and what you should do and what not to do, and then commemorate um, a, a particular event that had happened in the Islamic past. Now, usually before the vicar or, or priest or whoever it is, you know, who, who would come in and before they did their main speech, there would be other people. They would do maybe hymns, maybe, you know, poem to commemorate this event that had happened. Now, I thought it'd be a good idea for myself to do a speech about how we should lead our lives. And that speech was about Narnia and the afterlife. Ooh, Lion, Witch and Wardrobe. Ooh, interesting. And I thought with Narnia, you have all these characters who are in a completely different world. It's a fantasy world. You have the really beautiful, great side of, you know, the good side and where they live in the forests and stuff with all the little creatures and whatnot. And they're enjoying their lives. And then hell represents the, the white witch who would have all these monstrous looking beings and stuff and be living in these areas where it's not habitable at all and how they really, then they're not nice, right? And that's how I represented hell. And that's how I represented the afterlife. Now, you don't have to agree with that. This is when I was 14 years old, okay? Um, <laughs> it's up to you. Look, you either believe in, in heaven or hell or you don't. And that's just down to you, right? But at that time, this is what I was trying to tell people. I was trying to tell people, this is how the afterlife is represented in this way. And I thought it was a great idea. So I'd written down all these really great things in, into great detail and had my mind prepared my speech and I had my movements and how I would say things all prepped until it comes to the night where I have to deliver this speech. Now bear in mind, everyone is sitting on the floor and my uncle was sitting by the side next to the radiator and I was sitting next to him <laughs> and I and he looked to me, he's like, good luck kid, yeah, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you do well. And he was like, go on son, go on, clapping, which at that time, all right, it may have been a bit too much and me with my smirky, smiley face is like, yeah. I can do this. The only issue is, when I stood up, I had forgotten how many people there actually actually were there. There were about 50 people all sat down on the floor. I looked out to the sea of, of people and realized, oh boy, that all made it even worse, is that there was a guy sat down right in front of me, looking directly into my eyes, right? His eyes pierced my soul. I couldn't think of what I was going to say. I lost track of everything. I forgot how I was going to move, how I was going to say things. What am I going to say? He's looking at me like I'd committed like a crime or something. And I thought to myself, 
just just look away. Don't look at him. But I can't look at I can't look away from him because he's looking at me. And if I look away from him, it looks weird and it feels really really awkward. It was awkward, and I couldn't look away from him because he just kept staring at me. So I stood there. My ears are all burning up. My face went red. My hands were completely frozen. My legs didn't want to didn't want to move, even though I wanted to get off the stage and, and run out of the building and just sit down behind the community center and just cry my eyes. I go, ah, I can't do this speech. <laughs> I couldn't do that. So I forced myself to start my speech. That's what happened. And then I started to slur my words and I got it out, you know, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm here to do a speech about uh, how Narnia links to the afterlife. It was horrible. I didn't like it one bit. I thought, damn, if I want to be in the afterlife, I want to be in hell. I, I don't want to be here. I don't deserve to be here. This is just, this is, this is worse than being in the hell side of Narnia, right? <laughs> I'd rather be a minotaur fighting for the white witch than be where I was at that point in time, standing on stage and delivering that speech. I did not want to speak to anyone, right? <laughs> or maybe I, I prefer to be frozen by the White Witch and become a, an ice statue. Why not? Because they don't have to do anything. Nobody cares about them. Nobody's focusing on them. Nobody has to listen to them because they're frozen, right? There's nothing that they can have to do or they can do. There's nothing special about them. And at that point in time, I didn't feel special. I felt lost. I felt overwhelmed. I felt that I couldn't do anything. And when I finished my speech and looked around, when I could finally look around after staring at the guy <laughs> for the whole thing, it's only about five minutes to speak. I just went back, sat down, and just put my hands on my head. Now, for those of you guys who have faced a similar experience, maybe you haven't thought about running off to Narnia and being frozen by the White Witch. <laughs> but those of you who've been through that similar experience, yeah, it's tough. It's horrible. It's really hard to get over. Especially say, you know, you've done your first speech in your entire life, right? Not acting, but actually doing a speech that you've written and that you are delivering to a group of people. It's horrible. You feel like you want to give up and not do any more public speeches again. Well, this is the thing. I realized at that point in time, and my uncle said to me, Look, it was okay, all right? But then in my head, I said, well, no, it wasn't okay. That was horrible. So I decided that I would do more speeches. And the more speeches I do, the better I will become at doing these things. And if I don't, and just sit here and wallowing, cry like a little sissy about me not being able to do a speech on my first go, I'm not going to move ahead. It's cliche. But the more you fail, the more you learn. If you fail, you learn from that failure and you improve yourself. You change things. Keyword, change, right? You have to change your mindset. You have to think, what are you doing? What didn't work? You have to believe in yourself. You have to keep things and make them repetitive. When I talk about learning things from your mistakes, right? Practice what it was, whatever it was. And then as time went on and the more experience that I'd gained, especially through acting as well, and overcoming that fear of standing in front of people and realizing, look, this is me, this is who I am. This is a speech I'm going to deliver 
to you guys. This is how I'm going to do it. So that was the beginning of, of my public speaking career. And what we'll do is we'll talk next week more about my experiences and later down the line we will have a couple of speakers or guest members that will come in every so often throughout these podcasts to share their experiences. But just to let you know, don't ever, ever think that you can't do anything or that you can't change or improve yourself, particularly when it comes with public speaking. If you stay in a rut, you'll always stay there and you'll never become the public speaker that you want to be. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening, which might have dozed off by now, or if you are, Thank you for taking the time. Like this, share this with everyone that, everyone that you know. Share it with your pet. Share it with your fish. Maybe you don't have a fish. Maybe you have an iguana. Let her listen to my TSP. <laughs> well, you guys stay nice and, and good and get some TSP.